Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Deep Gripping Reality Podcast. This is going to be a short episode. Today we are going to be talking about the real world Willy Wonka. Say that three times fast. I don't know if I could, quite the tongue twister. But uh, basically I wanted to talk about one of the world's most recognizable and famous brands and tell you some things about it that you may not have wanted, to, you may not have known before. So let me ask you a question. You ever had chocolate? Especially if you're in the United States, have you had chocolate? Um, odds are, if you're in the United States living after the year 1900, the answer is yes, you have. And you probably either really like it or know people who enjoy it, okay? So today, we're going to talk about Milton Hershey. Milton Hershey was a visionary entrepreneur. Uh, he used disruptive innovation to revolutionize the chocolate industry and bring chocolate to the United States. And he did this in a number of ways that we're going to discuss. But first, I want to highlight the fact that by the age of 28, Milton Herton Hershey had actually opened and filed bankruptcy on two different candy stores. So he'd had to file bankruptcy twice by the age of 28. By the age of 38, he was a multimillionaire who had done everything that I'm about to talk about, okay? So what did he do wrong? Well, there's a lot that he did right. The first thing that he did right is he went into um, the candy business after having done a little bit of market research, uh, after having essentially worked at candy shops. The problem is his timing into, into the market wasn't great, um, and also the fact that he didn't really have anything super revolutionary, um, and he also didn't take the best advice. So he funded his first two businesses with loans from his family, and his father, who had also been a, a, a an entrepreneur of sorts, uh, was really convinced that um, cough drops were going to be the market, were going to be the next big thing. And it wasn't until he created a company before Hershey, before the chocolate, um, that had to do with caramels that just went absolutely nuts. That's when he made it. So filed bankruptcy by the age of 28 twice, closed down two different candy shops before he understood that the caramel industry was the way to go, um, which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, so the other ways that he actually revolutionized the chocolate industry was that he made chocolate affordable. When he first started making chocolate, it was a luxury item that only like super wealthy people could afford. Uh, he believed, however, after having tried chocolate, that it should be enjoyed by everybody, not just like the uber elite or the super wealthy. So to achieve this goal, he built the world's largest chocolate factory in 1905, and he started mass producing chocolate. And not only did he mass produce chocolate, but he, he had created a way to create to, to produce chocolate that would stay essentially fresh um, on, on shelves. So the issue was the reason it was so expensive and not affordable and not accessible was that it had a really, really short shelf life. So he figured out the formula to refine chocolate and make it so that it would have a good shelf life and still taste delicious after uh, a period of time of being on the shelves. And then he figured out how to mass produce it. Um, so he really did, 
you know, lower the cost. His, his mass production um, techniques really lowered the cost of production, and that helped make chocolate more affordable to the masses. Um, he was also very innovative when it came to new products. He was always looking for ways, and this is why I say he was a lot like Willy Wonka. He, he was always looking for new ways to innovate and expand his product line. He invented um, new chocolate products like the Hershey's Kiss and the Milk Chocolate Bar, uh, and those became super, super popular, helped establish them as a household name. And even there's a funny story about the Good Bar where um, somebody, he overheard somebody, and the Good Bar is literally just a Hershey with peanuts in it, the uh, Mr. Good Bar, and he overheard somebody say, that's a good bar, but he misunderstood and thought it said Mr. Good Bar, and that's how it got the name. So funny thing about that, he was he was willing to take inspiration from just about everywhere. Um, and he trusted his, his employees, and he wanted to take in their feedback. So that brings me to the third thing. One of the things that he really did well that was very innovative is he invested in his workforce. He believed that their success was due in large part to his employees and to their happiness. So he invested very heavily in their training, their well-being. He literally built a model town called Hershey, Pennsylvania, still exists to this day, where employees could live and work and raise their families and feel healthy and have a safe environment. He started, and it's still still run today, um, essentially a college, a school for people who were low-income people. He made sure everybody had health care. He even created um, a theme park that his employees could take their families to because he felt family time was very important. So he really believed in, in reinvesting in his workforce and, and not hoarding everything at the top. Um, and of course, the final thing I've saved here for how he, he used disruptive innovation uh, is something near and dear to me, and that's marketing. So Hershey was a master of marketing, and he used some really cool techniques to promote his products. You know, first he advertised in newspapers and magazines, which, you know, that's kind of seems, well, now it's almost archaic and outdated, but, you know, that seems like, oh, that's not a big deal. Back then it was a big deal. The idea of having food or especially candy in newspapers and magazines, it just wasn't a thing that happened. So he was one of the first to do that effectively. But he also sponsored very popular events like the World's Fair. And there, I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that he even sponsored the Olympics. But the reason the World's Fair was a big deal is because that's what introduced him and what he had to offer to others from around the world that may not have gotten access to it and the average person to, to get it. So, you know, he knew how to use uh, popular events and word of mouth to advertise in a time when that was critical. So by combining those strategies and, and quite a few more, Hershey was able to not only disrupt the chocolate market and, and make chocolate a beloved and affordable treat for people across the United States, um, but really innovate the way that business is done in general. And his legacy literally lives on today. Hershey's one of the most popular, recognizable brands in the world, and there's a good chance that you want to go out and get a Hershey bar. Now, no, this is not sponsored by Hershey. I just came across this story, found it incredibly fascinating, and wanted to, to give you a chance to learn a little bit about the real life Willy Wonka. If you want to learn a little bit more, you can go to hersheyland.com slash about slash history dot html. And it talks about how they've been exploring new heights of, of delicious candy potential and they've been doing everything they can to really make um, innovations in the candy 
industry. Um, it's pretty, pretty impressive. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I did not know this, but apparently one of my favorite new candies that's a little more expensive, but Brookside. I love Brookside dark chocolates, especially their acid berry and blueberry flavors. Didn't realize it. That's a Hershey product too. So, um, yeah, definitely worth looking into if you want to learn a little bit more about this. Um, and I hope that this episode inspired you quite a bit. If it did, feel free to reach out and let me know. Um, but whatever you do, dig deep, my friends.